Boston Podcast. And we're back with another special edition of the Big Go Bell Podcast. Storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I Hey guys, this is Aaron with the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, my voice is a little out of whack today because I attended uh, the WWE Raw uh, house show event last night in Moline, Illinois, which is part of the Quad Cities. And if that sounds familiar at all, it's because Seth Rollins is uh, from one of the other Quad Cities over the river in Davenport, Iowa. He still lives there to this day. So this was the Rollins homecoming show um, where... This show happened two days outside of Night of Champions. We actually saw some of the people that would be competing against each other at Night of Champions in the ring facing each other last night. So it was kind of a preview of sorts. So I'm going to give you kind of my quick reaction to that. If you are interested in a preview and predictions episode of Night of Champions, just go one episode back in the podcast feed. And those came out yesterday. Um, so here we go. So the show opened with... Um, I think it had to be either my favorite or second favorite match of the night. It was Neville taking on Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows was, of course, ringside. This was a really, really good match. Um, Luke Gallows had a lot of interference throughout the match. He was yelling at little kids at ringside during the match, um, reacting really poorly when things would happen to Carl Anderson and reacting favorably when he was doing well. A lot of two-sweets. Um... Eventually, Luke Gallows gets up on the ring apron to try and kick Neville in the face. The ref catches him and throws him out. And Gallows, like, pops off of the ring apron <laughs> like he got punched. Just totally selling it. Um, and the match, of course, ends with the red arrow finish by Neville. Um, this was just, it was a great match. And it was long for an opener. I, I want to say it was at least, I think they did at least 12 to 15. But maybe it just seemed longer. But it was a really great match. Really enjoyed it. I had never seen Gallows and Anderson live before in person. I kind of wish that I would have seen them in tag form. But I guess hopefully they'll have a long enough tenure with WWE that I will make it to another show sooner than later. We'll see what happens. But really like this match. It was uh, among my two favorites of the evening. Um, I should mention also the attendance was a little sparser than last time we... So I attended a house show in Moline in March this year. It was about four weeks out or maybe five weeks out from WrestleMania. So we did the house show, waited a couple weeks, went to TakeOver Dallas, went to Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, day two, went to Mania. So that was a lot of wrestling. Um, thank God my wife is awesome and goes with me to these things. Um, but yeah, the the... So the top was completely tarped off. Absolutely no one sitting up top in the second level of the iWireless Center in Moline. Um, and I think last time we went, there were people sitting up there. The bottom sections, you know, the whole bottom bowl was probably 70% full maybe. And then down in the seats, those were probably about maybe 70% full also. So not the greatest attendance. I hope that they realize that maybe it's because they just ran like, Okay, what was April? Like five months ago. Maybe that's why it wasn't as well attended. Um, I definitely don't expect to see WWE back until 
at least the spring, if not the summer. But, you know, I, I enjoy attending events in this venue. And we'll go again. They taped SmackDown and the um, King of the Ring finals. Um, I guess it would have been like a year and a half ago, something like that. And they've taped Raw here before. I've been to several Raw tapings and a couple of SmackDowns here. So, again, hopefully they come back soon. I just The attendance was a little poor uh, for what I expected based on the last time they did a show here. So the second match, okay, so there's like a thousand weird things about this match. Let me break this down. It was a six-man tag. You had um, Darren Young accompanied by Bob Backlund at a house show in Moline, Illinois, which was amazing. I did not expect Bob Backlund to be there. Uh, teaming up with Golden Truth, the rap song, the remix rap song for Golden Truth of his What's Up is as terrible as you think it is live. It's just super corny, but the crowd loved it. Uh, taking on Titus O'Neil, Bo Dallas with the sign in tow, Bo Leave and Bo, and Curtis Axel. Okay, a couple of things interesting about this match. One, haven't seen Curtis Axel in forever. Second of all, Bo Dallas is still wearing the Social Outcast um, singlet on the road. Third, Titus got like an, a more heelish rap song entrance music theme, and I had no idea. Four, as I said before, Darren Young being accompanied by Bob Backlund, who Bob Backlund legitimately looked like he was like the match was real competition the entire time. Was reacting so well, and they did. So the 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 baby faces won, and at, after the match, the she's one she's a new interviewer at NXT, and she was kind of co-hosting the show with Byron Saxton, who was the the ringside introduction commentator. Um, so he's not only working Raw's commentary booth, he's also doing the the um, the live ring announcing on the Raw house shows. So I, I wasn't expecting that either. But afterwards, she, she interviews the, the baby faces up on the ramp. And she, she goes to have Darren Young talk, and Bob Backlund's like, no, no celebrating. We're going to celebrate. We're going to do it in the gym. And just like yelling, going crazy. And then Bob Backlund like ran over to like, the far side of the crowd uh, near the ramp to, like, acknowledge someone that had a sign or something. But I was just blown away to be able to see Bob Backlund. Um, do your homework if you don't understand why Bob Backlund is a very big deal in the annals of the WWF history. It might have even been WWF back then. I need to do my homework as well. This was actually a pretty fun match. Um, it was short. The finish involved R-Truth kind of uh, being fed, I want to say it was Curtis Axel uh, from Goldust into his finish, and it kind of came pretty predictably, but it was fun. Um, the crowd was into it, and it was early on in the show, and this was a good placement for this match. Uh, then they fed Sin Cara to Braun Strowman. It was cool to see Braun up close and personal. The only experience I had with Braun was the, um, the Wyatt family segment with The Rock and Cena at WrestleMania. He's a great big man, and I think he's got a very bright future ahead of him. He's still, as he's admitted on the Stone Cold Podcast, he's still learning how to be um, a big man in this industry and be dominant. And I just thought he looked great. They let he let, or I got I shouldn't say he, but like the match was designed to let Sin Cara get a few moments of shine, and I think it was like probably a six minute match, maybe slightly longer. Uh, Braun hit like a version of his finish where. Sinkar landed on his back, and I'm used to the reverse choke slam where the opponent 
lands on his front side. So I don't know what that was all about, but Braun looked great, and he got really good heat from the crowd. After that, the first half of the show before intermission was very long, by the way. Um, The next match was a triple threat match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. You had Enzo and Cass enter first to a pretty great reaction. Not as much how you do in chance um, or Enzo chance, but, you know, it was cool to see Enzo and Cass live for the first time. I had not seen them live yet. And they faced um, the New Day, obviously, who were the champions. Big E went to um, Iowa University, played football there. So, you know, you kind of had that connection because he was making fun of how much he hated flying through our airport last time they were here when the New Day were were heels just five months ago, right before WrestleMania when they turned babyface. And uh, they, they faced the Shining Stars. The Shining Stars ate a lot of the offense. Enzo and Cass and the New Day, who, okay, so it was... Um, Xavier and Big E in the ring and Kofi was outside the ring. Um, it was mainly the baby faces having contact with the heels. At one point, they had Cass and Big E about to square off and then one of the Shining Stars tags themselves in. Uh, so the crowd's not getting to see that matchup, which I think we all want to see. Um, at one point, the Shining Stars walk out of the match and then come back in to break up a pin later. <laughs> um, New Day wins... Um, I think I want to say like the the new day like threw Enzo or Cass out of the ring and got the pin off of um, I think it was like a double combination of the big ending, but at one point you do see Enzo and Cass for probably the last four or five minutes of the match square off with the new day and we haven't seen them really touch on TV yet so this was kind of a preview of an you know you've got to think this is going to be a few down the line. Um, Xavier and and Enzo worked pretty well in the ring together. It was really cool to see them kind of doing some stuff off the ropes, um, some chain wrestling. I mean, I wouldn't call it chain wrestling, but a little bit chain wrestling. It was cool to see um, Big E and Cass. Cass got in there and was just laying everybody out at one point, which was cool. I think he's got a really cool singles run in his future at some point. Um, I wasn't... Again, the crowd was a little off here. I don't know if it was just the second tag match of the show, but there was a lot of Enzo and Cass gear bought in the crowd too, so I expected a greater reaction. But um, I was a little underwhelmed by Enzo and Cass just seeing them for the first time. Maybe it's just because they just appear so much larger than life on television, and we were sitting fifth row, lower bowl, so we were pretty close. Um, I don't know. I just... This match didn't really do it for me. I think also it's something to be said for the New Day kind of being... It's, it's It hasn't jumped the shark yet, but we're getting there. It needs to drastically be revamped. It's kind of becoming sticky. And that was the point where the New Age Outlaws started to kind of go their separate ways when that got sticky. So just, I don't know, wasn't as into it as I thought. I would be... New Day celebrates at the end. This was my favorite part of the match. The New Day's like dancing and Big E poses on the turnbuckle holding his tag team championship belt and just starts making out with it, like full on making out with it, laying his body prostrate across the turnbuckle, like falling outside of the ring and Kofi and Xavier just staring at him like, dude, what are you doing? And then he comes back in and starts dancing again. It was really funny. Um, So then you think that would be intermission because I think we had four pretty long matches, but they did one more. They did Roman versus Rusev with Lana for the United States Championship. Um, it ended in a DQ. Um, I think Rusev hit Roman with the ring bell, and then 
Subsequently, Rusev eats a spear. This was a really good match. Not necessarily like a five-star Bret Hart type classic technically, but Solana comes out first and cuts a promo on how her man's the greatest American hero. We all need to stand up. It's her husband. Rusev comes out and is just talking trash on everybody and screaming and really building the heat up. And then you get Roman out, and Roman had probably 95% babyface reaction. And Roman looked good. Roman did a really great job. A lot of selling at the beginning by Roman to let Rusev build the heat up. Roman makes the comeback. They go back and forth for a while. Lana's facial reactions, and we were close enough that we could see her the whole match, were great. Posing like very Russian, like the lady from Rocky IV, um, with her hands on her hips, yelling at the crowd, um, telling people to stand up when they wouldn't. Um, gosh, what else? There's a lot of USA chants by the crowd. I just I, I have some photos I'll put up of Lana, just her reactions. It was funny. Rusev would like do a move and then go for the pin, and Lana would just make a face to the crowd like, all right, it's over, I told you. And then when Roman kicks out, she just has this disgusted look on her face, just... She really added a lot to the match. Lana's really underrated, and I think hopefully the camera will pick up more on what she's doing um, at the match on Sunday because it was. I, I, I'm assuming they're going to work a very similar style match. Um, but Roman was really good. Like I definitely can say, after being at WrestleMania the last time I was in the room with the guy, and he just got completely booed out the building. I am looking forward to seeing Roman Reigns more now. I'm I'm more of a fan. He won me over a little bit last night. Not completely, but he definitely won me over. And to be fair, some of this is not his fault. Like, if you're trying to make him a babyface, why are you putting up, him up against AJ Styles and a couple-month-long feud after WrestleMania? You know, why put him up against a guy like Triple H who, you know, has the respect of all the hardcore fans and is the one who gives us NXT every week? You know, there's some great heels on that roster. They started him out with Sheamus when he first started um, this title phase heading into WrestleMania early this year. And that was a great a great place because people are going to boo Sheamus. It's something to be said for having cool heels and having true heels. And Rusev is a great heel. And this was, um, this was another one of my favorites of the night. I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was great. I thought all three performers did a great job. I also got some of my best photographs during this match. Um, great facial expressions, great storytelling. Um, Rusev was great. So yeah, I love this match. So then they did the intermission, a lot of merch, um, a lot of the new Seth Rollins shirt being purchased, obviously, because it was his hometown show. He runs a wrestling school just, um, in the exact same town with Merrick Brave, his former partner from the indie days and maybe Ring of Honor days. I don't, my history doesn't go back that far with Ring of Honor quite yet. But anyways, tons of Seth Rollins fans in the crowd. So we pick it back up with a video promo on the board before the intermission was over, um, setting up the six D. I keep saying Diva, I need to stop doing that. Six women tag match. Um, it was Charlotte, Nia Jax, and Dana Brooke cutting a promo on the screen. And I should mention that Rollins cut a babyface promo for the hometown crowd at the beginning of the show on the video board prior to the show beginning. I should mention that, which is funny because at a SmackDown tape being when he was champion like a year and a half ago, he cut a heel promo, um, not for TV, um, to get the crowd turned on him a little bit before he came out. So it's just funny to see how things change. Um, so yeah, the next match was a six women's tag match. 
coming out of the intermission. So as I said, it was the heels that I just mentioned versus um, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Alicia Fox. And a returning Emma uh, served as the special guest referee. And she I expected her to be heelish as a referee. Um, she did like her whole heel entrance, but she didn't ever heal it up. She wasn't really a factor, and she held the hands of the baby faces up when they won the match at the end. It was um, Sasha Banks having Dana Brooke tap out to the bank statement submission crossface um, after what was a very fun match. Bailey did the wacky inflatable flailing tube man entrance. There was just two of them because it was a smaller stage. I would expect that would be a little larger maybe tomorrow night in Chicago for the house show they're doing with the rematch between Brock and Randy, which I am not attending. I'm not going to drive up to the airport to see Brock do like his match was terrible at WrestleMania. I'm not going to go see the same iteration of that up in Chicago. Not going to drive through that airport traffic. Sorry, folks. Some people are, though. I read on Twitter. Some people are going to both shows. But this was a fun match. My wife enjoyed seeing Alicia Fox because she's a Total Divas television show fan. Charlotte was great, healing it up to the crowd. It was nice to see Bailey um, up close. It was nice to see Charlotte up close, or excuse me, Sasha up close, because my only time seeing Sasha live was at WrestleMania, and I was pretty far away, because that's a big building, AT&T Stadium. Um, this was a good match, though. The heels did heel stuff. Nia didn't do as much power stuff as, you know, the shine was more on Dana and Charlotte for that team. Um, but it was a fun match. A lot of crazy stuff at the end. I wish they'd use Alicia Fox more, and I know she's in a feud right now with Nia Jax and will be on the pre-show on Sunday, but it would be nice to see her have a, a feud with Charlotte. I think that could work. Am I wrong? I don't think I am. Um, but it was a fun match. I would say it lasted maybe 10, maybe 12 minutes. Um, so yeah, it was, And it was also cool to see Emma. So then Cesaro and Sheamus... Um, faced each other in a match kind of must be not that they have need a tune-up but I guess a tune-up for Sunday for their final of their best of seven I've been fast forwarding through most of their matches on TV because I just you knew it was going to go seven and there was nothing really built behind this no stakes involved um they just started getting angry at each other out of nowhere on TV and this is what resulted but they had a really good match um for the most part there was some botchy stuff Sheamus messed up he had to set Cesaro back down and pick him up to try another suplex at one point in the match uh he got up on the turnbuckle at one point and lost his balance and had to jump off the turnbuckle some botchy stuff by Sheamus um but I'm not gonna hate on Sheamus I've seen Sheamus wrestle in this particular building I was trying to count it had to be at least five or six times one time as world heavyweight champion um I believe against um David Otunga several years ago at a smackdown TV taping, but I'm not going to hate on Sheamus too much, but Cesaro was um, definitely over with the crowd. Um, I almost got an awesome picture of the pull-away suit moment on the ramp, and stupid Byron Saxton got in the way, stood right in front of my shot. Thanks, Byron Saxton. Um, but this was, it was a fun match. But you knew what was coming next. The main event was advertised locally. Hometown hero. Babyface Seth Rollins, sort of. I'll explain why in a minute. Versus Sami Zayn versus the WWE Universal Champion Kevin Owens. First of all, seeing the belt in person for the first time. I kind of like the belt now, guys. I kind of like the black stripe under the W. It looks good with Kevin Owens' ring attire. I, If I had to tweak it, I would like to see them put a little more black in the plates that are on the right and left of the main W plate. 
I think that might make it look, it might offset some of the red. But I do, I don't understand now seeing it in person what all the hoopla was about at SummerSlam. I, I kind of like the belt now. The belts are growing on me. I would say the, the raw tag belts are the ugliest on the, on the roster. I'd like to see those revamped maybe with some red and silver. That could kind of work. I love the SmackDown tag belts. The women's tag belt on SmackDown is growing on me. I love. I think the raw the raw women's belt is the best one that they have. It's beautiful, and the one that AJ has now, the world title, is also just gorgeous. But um, Kevin Owens is just hamming it up to the crowd the whole time. Rollins is soaking in the adulation. He got a probably the biggest pop of the night. I would say he was great. Um, Sammy got a great reaction. And they were really interacting with the crowd. Um, it was weird to see Rollins do traditional babyface selling and, like, urging the crowd to cheer him on. It's just weird to see that because he's been so mega heel for the le- the better part of two to three years. Uh, maybe even longer if you want to count the heel run with the shield. Um, it was just really, that was a new dynamic for me to see Seth Rollins work some babyface stuff. A uh, s- lot of great near falls, a lot of great pin breakups in this match. Uh, Kevin and Sammy brawling live is great. I've never, I mean, I saw the two of them in a big ladder match at WrestleMania, but live I've never seen the two of them kind of get down with each other like that. That was cool. Kevin was just yelling at the crowd the whole time, and he he's a great heel. Um, he's a cool heel at times because sometimes he speaks the truth, and we agree with him as internet wrestling fans, but. He was great. He had the crowd completely against him for the like I would say ninety seven percent against him. Sammy had the crowd going for him. Seth had the crowd going for him. Some great aerial spots. Some uh, I guess Morrow would call it a tope suicida by Seth Rollins. Um, some great outside the ring brawling. The match ended with Rollins hitting a pedigree on Zayn. Kevin Owens comes in tosses. Uh, Rollins out and then claims the pin for himself. Uh, gets the belt, is posing with it, and cuts a promo on the crowd saying that how terrible Moline is and how he was happy to ruin Seth Rollins' homecoming. Rollins comes in from behind. Kevin Owens doesn't see him for a little bit. The crowd's going nuts. Turns Kevin Owens around, hits the pedigree, and um, Kevin Owens ducks out. Sami Zayn comes in. Shakes Rollins' hand, holds Rollins' hands up for the live crowd, and then Rollins, this is the heel thing. Rollins turns and kicks him in the gut and gives him a pedigree. He's like, "Well, that he should have expected that." So like, Rollins is still being Rollins, which is probably what you want to do. You don't want to change a guy so much that he's a completely different character if you're turning him. Because let the crowd love what they legit love about the guy. So I, I like that. It was cool. And then Rollins cut a short promo, you know, thanking the live crowd to kind of end the night and saying that he's always been proud to be from the Quad Cities. Um, and uh, he came from a little town. I think he said he was from Buffalo Grove, Iowa, something like that. I had Council Bluffs in my head, but I know he's not from Council Bluffs. I know his house, he built a house or has bought a house that's in Davenport now, which is one of the four Quad Cities in this region. Uh, but he... Shout out the Quad Cities, which is cool because he's worked heel the last several times in this building. So it was nice to hear him be able to speak from the heart and shout out his hometown region. And great reaction and sent the crowd home happy at that point. So my three favorite matches, um, the main event was just great. It was very well worked. It was my wife's favorite match of the night. 
the opener, Neville and Carl Anderson was great. And then uh, Roman and Rusev was also great. This was a really fun house show. I've, I'd have to go back because I've been to so many house shows over the years. I don't think it was my favorite. I went to one with Dr. M, one of my co-hosts from this very show. Uh, so we graduated college in 2009. We did a house show. It was a super show at the time because Raw and SmackDown were separate brands back then in 2009. And uh, the main event of that show, let me think here, it was Cena, Jeff Hardy, and Batista facing Randy, Edge, and the Big Show in a six-man tag. And you had, like, long hair CM Punk defending, I think he was, no, he wasn't defending the, the ECW title. He was wrestling, I think he wrestled Shelton on that show or maybe Big Daddy V or somebody. But, like, Punk was there. R-Truth was just getting hot at that time. Um, the New Heart Foundation was still together at that time. But we just had a, we had a blast at that show. We had a really good time. So then, so that weekend was great because so we did the, that super show on Saturday. And then the next night we went up to um, Rosemont near Chicago where they're going to work tomorrow night for Judgment Day pay-per-view that was headlined by um, Edge versus Jeff Hardy. And I believe the other title match was Randy versus Batista. Um, so, and I think we also got a, one of the iterations of the matches that Ray and Jericho did over the IC title at that time, which was my match of the night at that show. Anyways, so that was probably, that might've been my favorite house show. Also the first house show I went to was right after WrestleMania 20 back in 04. The main event was, um, champion Benoit versus Kane. I saw, they put up the old school blue cage, if you can remember back that far. And they did, um, it was supposed to be Jericho Christian, but Christian got hurt that week. So they did Jericho versus Tyson Tomko in a steel cage. Um, and I think Shawn Michaels, who I got to meet before the show out in the parking lot, wrestled uh, Batista, which is kind of an interesting match. So those are some of my favorite house shows. But this one's got to be up there because I got to see a lot of people up close and personal for the first time. Maybe I saw them in a large capacity at WrestleMania, but I saw Sammy up close and personal. Like, I saw him at TakeOver, but I was in the upper deck at TakeOver, so a little farther away. I saw Sasha and Bailey up close and personal for the first time. Nia Jax, I'd never seen her work live before. Um, saw Lana up close and personal doing her thing, which was great. Enzo and Cass for the first time. I'd seen the Shining Stars back when they were the Colognes. Um... And the and Los Matadores, I've seen them work all three of their gimmicks. This is my first time seeing Bo up close. Um, first time seeing Bob Backlund's craziness up close. And then my first time seeing the club up close, or at all. I'd never seen Luke Gallo's work in his first time with the company. And obviously, I've never been to a New Japan show or a TNA show. So, um, in summation, this was a really, it was a fun show. I wish it had been more well attended so they're, they would come back sooner. You know, I think maybe six to eight months they'd come back and they'd draw a bigger crowd because people won't have just come to it. Um, and also they did the pay-per-view in Chicago. It was, I think they did Extreme Rules in Chicago in the spring. So they've been through the Illinois region a lot as well as I think they just ran Peoria and Springfield and, you know, St. Louis. I think they just did something in Rockford not that long ago. So they really hit our territory pretty hard lately and they're doing Chicago Rosemont again tonight so anyways 
a great show. I'm looking forward to Night of Champions. I'm looking forward to seeing Triple H's involvement. I'm looking forward to seeing what Brock Lesnar does. I think Charlotte retains, but I'm really interested in the outcome of that match. And uh, my bold prediction, well, you're just going to have to listen to the previous episode. I'm not giving all the all of it away for free here, folks. But go support wrestling. Go see wrestling live. It makes you reinvest after, you know, sometimes we're not all pleased with the TV product, specifically Raw lately. And I talk about that more on the previous episode. But going and seeing live wrestling really makes you... Remember why you're a fan. It helps you reinvest. It helps you connect with these characters and see what they do without the limitations of TV um, scheduling. But yeah, this was a fun show. Um, So hopefully you enjoyed my recap. I'll be putting some pictures up on the Twitter machine very soon. I got a lot of great shots last night, actually, because how close we were. And on that note, I bid the adieu. Enjoy Clash of Champions. Enjoy Raw, enjoy SmackDown Live. Um, If you haven't watched the Cruiserweight Classic, I don't know what's wrong with you, but go watch that. Especially the the finals, my favorite match in the finals had to be TJ Perkins versus Kota Ibushi. That was excellent, excellent, excellent. But anyways, oh, by the way, speaking of that, I wish the Cruiserweights had been here if they're exclusive to Raw. I would have liked to see TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick do a warm-up match. I have not seen TJ Perkins live before. That would have been cool. Maybe they'll give them some time to finish out their indies and then they'll bring them on the road. But that would have been cool. So anyways, guys, enjoy. I'll talk to you soon.